Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew, and I have my two chuckleheads here today. Ryan? Pointed at Scott. Technically pointed at both of you. Oh, I didn't see the other hand. Okay, so you did return my finger guns. Now I'm less upset with you. And Scott? I'm okay, man. It's okay. Okay. It's okay that you did just that thing. I know. I know it's okay. I'm okay with myself. God will forgive you. I I don't have to. I won't have to. (laughs) (laughs) He will. Be to it, sorry. Yeah, it's good. Hello and welcome back, everyone. It has been a minute since we've been all together around the table. We're all in the same room. We need to to either figure out uh, audio issues with you or stop using that thing for this. What? Uh, We we just got to get you a better mic. That's all. We'll figure it out. I need a better mic. Don't worry. I'm going to help you out there, buddy. Okay. Okay. But anyways, um, it has been great to see you guys. So how has everyone's gaming been? Um, non-existent for the most part, uh, because my, my gaming focus has, has shifted into fiddling with my new room space, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, with, Math- with Matthew's lovely. help. It's, it's coming along. I've got, uh, pretty much all the, I think I've got all the bips and bobs, uh, with a couple of exceptions here and there. So we're going to be soon doing some test runs yep. and getting that ready to go and ready to start yeah, recording you, and streaming. You're not so much gaming right now as Producing and production. I'm excited for you. Oh yeah, my vampire uh, is on still on hiatus for the month Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. until after Dragon Con, uh, and it also means that uh, well, we're going to be also once we got that set up, I'll start doing more hard planning on the Camarilla miniseries, which you'll (laughs) certainly be in on, uh, and that'll be fun. I actually started thinking about what about a Sabat one too. Yeah, I think you. I think it'd be good. You know what I'm looking forward to? Your Aeon. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Aeons. That's that's another one that is going to get into high gear as soon as everything's right. Right. Perfect. Because uh, thanks to our audience members and our patrons, which we have gotten more of, which I thank you very, very much. Yeah, we're absolutely. So we're, we're super happy that uh, more people are joining on. Yeah, you guys have been talking in the Discord, which is great. Please join the Discord. We're going to start. Commu- I'm going to. I promise I'll start communicating more um, because we've been talking a lot about Aeon and it's gotten me hyped for Aeon. Mm-hmm. I'm really getting some cool ideas in my head, and I know some personal friends of mine that have started their own Aeon game, and I'm like, it's cool, that's rad, keep it going, because that is a really slick setting. Yeah, Aeon's, Aeon's going to be big, uh, patrons particularly, uh, if you're a fan of that stuff, that's going to be cool. The Aberrant Era game is going to be fun as well, because we're going to go, wacky. We're gonna go super high production value on that one, uh, and yeah, all that stuff's com- coming, coming, to, coming to a screen near you. Yep. Uh, by screen, you mean in your house or on your in your hand as exactly. Um, and Ryan, your black how, mirror. Ryan, how has your gaming been? Uh, well, we played Dungeons and Dragons, and that's fun. We're, we got we got that. We're going to Skullport. <gasps> Hell yeah, man! We're finally getting. Oh, to we're finally going to Skullport, oh, and we're gonna do everything we can to not lose momentum. No, we need to get to Skullport. That that gigantic time suck that is the dragon. <sighs> yeah, so man. there was a a dragon in a dungeon. No, not yet. Not yet. There well, will be. The no, we already know. Is, is there a dragon timer? Like no, the time suck that is the dragon is fucking Dragon Con. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. that dragon. Yeah, yeah ah. because we're having to play this Thursday so that uh, when this episode gets released, uh, so that we can make time for Dragon Con, so that then our GM after Dragon Con can prep. You know, he's running LARPs at the game. What we found out in the uh, Dungeon of the Mad Mage, the Skullport section is the high sort of like intrigue 
plot line. Yeah, some shit's so, going down in Skullport. So it's kind of like going back to the sort of the the uh, Waterkeep Dragon Heist. Yes, uh, we're gonna get milieu. to our, we did a couple levels of dungeon crawling, which, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. It sort of introduces you, hey guys, this is what dungeon crawling is like, and then it's like plot stuff. Greatly, greatly improved since the uh, days of yore, I'll say yeah. that. Yeah, and then everything else below that is more plot stuff, but a lot harder dungeon crawling, like more serious stuff that's going to be happening. And I am stoked for it. I am absolutely stoked for it. I, I can't wait to see all the wackiness that we get into. And other than that, I've been playing Never After Eternally uh, for eight years running. <laughs> <laughs> Not straight, but like off and on. And that'll never stop, probably. <laughs> it never stops. <laughs> Look at it move! <laughs> Look at it, it moved! Um, Somewhere, someone presumably cares, cares about, about never the football. <laughs> about the never after. Uh, <laughs> as for my gaming, I did I did some playtesting over the weekend for a game I'm developing. It got really good feedback. Uh, gave me They gave me some good critical feedback as well. So let me tweak a few things. I think it's coming along when it's more... In tip-top shape, I will let every. I'll make more of an official announcement about it. Uh, also, I've been doing. I did on fr- last Friday. I did a little bit of play-by-post uh, aberrant uh, really? stuff. Very primitive, just to test kind of the system mm-hmm. and see where it is. In okay, there's. It's not bad. It works the way I thought it would work, but we didn't stress test it enough because play-by-posts are slow. Oh yeah, and getting things done can take some time. You, you really need to. Keep the momentum flowing in, 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 in the story path system. Because I need to see how the scaling and stuff works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I imagine story path is actually kind of, it seems like it would be kind of hard to keep a, well, keep the momentum going. But, I mean, we were doing cool stuff. It's just, like, with Aberrant, there's so much everyone can do, and there's so much variety of what they can do. And the scaling, the mechanical aspects of scaling can just throw every a monkey wrench and everything. So it's I need to see it more. I need to play test. Well, it's um, it's interesting because the uh, with aberrant, it's like everyone's so super unique. Like everyone is at their own little ball of mechanics that have their own like weird synergies and and confluences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And trying to make them all sort of work together too mm-hmm. and make a measure of sense is. Hard. It's not an easy challenge uh, I, for any designer. I, I, my hat off to what he's put together so far. He's done a much better job, I think, than first edition. But it's just what it, it is. It is what it is. I mean, it's a superhero game that really digs into the super customizability and, and making a unique super. Like, uh, um, But on that note, um, people have asked us about uh, if we're going to do a Let's Play, an actual play of Aberrant. And I have got a couple small ideas. I may do it, depending if we've got time. We're still running really good into Aeon. we still got a good chunk left. So it won't be anytime soon. But it's on the getting closer to the horizon. Hey, t- tell you what, guys. We get like... Bunch more five dollar patrons. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll slap we'll slap down a second series, hot and fresh, baby. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I won't yeah. lie. If we get more patrons and we get a lot more engagement, I will happily start working around the schedule to make sure we can get more, more content out and, there. And we'll do more one shots. We'll do like yep. ten candles runs. Yeah, and, we still need to do that. That's still been on the docket. Right, mm-hmm. just more short run stuff. Yep. Um, but. One, uh, I want to do a little bit of news, just okay. a little bit of news. Um, the biggest thing, the best thing, because the, the the day this drops, one week, we, Polyhedron, will be at DragonCon. Oh, shit! I have screwed up and didn't put it in the main show or had to put it after the, uh, in post, as it were, uh, the last couple episodes. But I wanted to make sure I do it in the main show, right here, right now. Um, we are at 11.30 a.m. 
on August 31st in Galleria 7. That's the at the bottom of the Hilton. If you're going to be at DragonCon, show up. We're going to have... We That's have, where the RPGs go, in the basement. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's a digital media track. It's the digital... That's where the RPGs go. They go in the basement. <laughs> um, we're going to be uh, with a couple other people from a couple other podcasts uh, talking about how to make and run a campaign, a role-playing campaign. Build a world, make a setting. Make like, a setting, uh, fill, fill it with interesting things. I'll just try to be funny. Yeah, as well as like using published material and yep. making it your own. And yep. And, and I'm sure we're going to have great insight. Um, and so please come out. If you're at DragonCon, come out. We're going to do... I'm trying to get a, a small surprise. If you show up, there may be a small surprise. And um, goodies. Goodies. Mm-hmm. Goodies indeed. And um, uh, so. yeah, and, and there'll also be probably an interactive uh, element to it. Where Absolutely. We're going to incorporate viewer things. Because the thing that we did at MomoCon was super cool. Oh, yeah. man. That was so much fun. Yeah, that was we're really going cool to do do something along those lines as well. Was it with the audiences help make audiences our, help make, make, our make our make our world? Yeah, make absolutely. A, make a Dragon Con world. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so many in jokes. Indeed. <laughs> also, uh, uh, you have the food court over here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the other little bit of news, something that was actually just announced pretty much today, is the uh, Wizard of Coast announced the next book for Eberron, which is called Eberron uh, Rise from the Last War, which expands on sort of the setting of Eberron. But what's sort of gotten everyone sort of interested is, is the ofi- first official release of the new class, not a, not a, not a archetype class uh, for the Artificer. It's out, out, going to be out of playtesting and actual release to the world. I, so. What I saw in Art Arcana didn't like wow me terribly much, but hopefully like the actual release class will be pretty sweet. Also, GMs, get ready for every motherfucker on the planet in your Pharaoh game to ask to play a Warforged. Get uh, ready. It it's, already, coming. it's already happened. They already can do it because the rules are in the first Ebron book. Oh, I, f- I didn't know there was... Okay, I'm a bad player. I didn't- <laughs> hey, dude, I can't keep up with every single... Dude, they've released a lot of them. It's like the four- fourth edition yeah. speed of release, except it's not all power creeped garbage. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's I actual apologize. My, back up, back up. My apologies. I oh, will edit this a little hold bit. Hold up. No, Eberron from those is the setting book, but they had already released the rules for Warforged previously. Yep. Because they played uh, one of the main characters in the uh, in the official D and D stream game, Dice Camera Action, yep. was a Warforged for a while. Yep, she uh, she had died and uh, some, reincarnated. Not reincarnated. A a some somebody had found a way of resurrecting her into the body of a Warforged. They, they it's actually kind of neat. Uh, they'll, they'll be able to uh, do exactly what they did with the racial feats. Like they've already introduced racial feats mm-hmm. with Dragon, yeah. which the Warforged already had that in the original. It Eberron. was built. It kind of needed to be because that way you could customize your Warforged. Well, yeah, it's like what metal are you made out of, basically? Yeah, what's your material? What's your focus? Like mithril, adamantine. Yep. All that crap. Wood. You old I was Mopbot. That was my name. Like they just called me Mopbot because I was a monk who used a, a mop as a weapon and I was a warforge. <laughs> nice. God damn it. It was it was a little little racist. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, little, a little tiny bit. Mopbot had feelings, okay? Mopbot had feelings. Take the snack. That that's a joke between me and Scott. Yeah. Um, it is a meme. Is a um, meme. Uh yeah, so that's that's an uh, the official book. For Eberron is going to be released soon, so be on the uh, be aware of that if you're interested in Eberron. Well, if you are on board for enslaving elementals to your will, <laughs> play some Eberron. <laughs> also, where elves are generally shitheads, 
place I'm ever on. <laughs> hmm. No, but like culturally, they're even worse than that. Oh, like, no. They're not, they're not going west this time. Oh. They're like, they're we, we are the conquerors they're, they're sticking around and being being terrible necromancers. Ooh, that, that's interesting. Yeah, they the guy, well, the, they didn't like let the guy publish his entire setting because it was the same shit again. Because <laughs> I don't know if any, who, who, know, who doesn't know this. It was uh, the way Eberron came into being. There was an actual, a, a, basically there was a contest. It said, mm-hmm. right, give us a, like a two or three page treatment. I forget how long, I mean, it was a very short treatment, mm-hmm. and like three went to the finals. Ebron was one of them, and they were like, "You, you now, you, yep. now, now, write us a four hundred page source." Book. Well, you basically use our re- <laughs> write it and use our resources, and we will officially pub- publish this as the next setting book for Dungeons and Dragons, and that was Ebron, which is sort of like not steampunk, but very more industrial. Like uh, yeah. it's very industrialized. The, I mean, the enslaving elementals thing is only half a joke because they are used to power machinery. Yeah, it's magitech. It's very magitech. They bind elementals to stuff. I don't know what the status of the elementals once they're bound is. If they just think they have a job. Final Fantasy Six. A little bit. Yeah. Do they think they have a job? Also, there's mm. things with dragons and being birthed by dra- with dragon marks. I don't know a lot about it. But oh, that's right. It. The dragon mark houses. Yeah, they, they were like you're super special boy. Yeah, <laughs> you, you took a feat that gave you more powers because you were part of this weird, unique bloodline. And it's lots and lots of powers. The whole big thing. It's a whole thing. But anyways, let's move on to the main topic of the show, shall we? Indeed. Indeed. So we're actually going to talk about something pretty interesting. It's a little physical, but it's interesting. We're talking about the accoutrement. Of gaming. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, I mean your dice. Like, that is a object you need to play most games. Most games. Yep. Dice, uh, dice towers, mm-hmm. uh, rolling mats. Uh, cards. Card, like, yeah. If you spell need cards. Spell cards. Um, there's a whole assortment of, especially nowadays, a mm-hmm. whole assortment of things you can go out and buy and get a hold of to help sort of facilitate your game. Do they make dice towers that aren't loud? Yes. Um, all the loud dice towers, because I have a story about that. I was doing AL like a year and a half ago, and I was role-playing with some people, and he rolled his big-ass metal dice in a cheap plastic dice tower, and it sounded like a gun going off every time he did it. And I was like, I didn't say anything, but I was like, please stop that. That's for everything that's That's old. like driving a really, really loud motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> that's unnecessary. And so part of that story is, is there's a lot of stuff out there, but there's also a lot of quality and help because a lot of the accoutrement, dice are the, your stock standard. Like there are many types of dice. Obviously you need the dice for your game. That's, that's kind of a no brainer. But nowadays there's a lot of companies that make very nice custom dice either custom to spec that is stuff you want which are going to probably be very expensive or custom as in custom materials like, like super fancy materials like, I, I got murphy some metal mm-hmm. like silver and purple ones for her uh, for her christmas present i i have a set of brass ones i have brass entire d20 set of brass ones. artist held to read the the ones i got for her Aww. unfortunate it's just probably dark on dark material. It's, it's silver on dark material, but because of how the light hits it, it's just kind of, mm. well, the numbers aren't very, well, they're well defined and you'd have to look at them. Yeah, yeah. It, it has to do with, with how the re- light yeah. reflects off if the you ever If whatever. you ever like see her rolling them, take a look. She'll always have to like, like pick it up and look at it. Um, the uh, mine, mine, the brass ones I really like because they're black on the that brass color, so they pop, they pop, and that's something to consider when you're looking at dice. Is like how easily are they readable? Um, but there's like materials like there's you can get stuff in precious gems now. Yeah, precious Amethyst, gems, quartz, 
rare meteorite, me- rare metals, yeah, um, like stone. Yep. Um, even like bone. It's very and, hard to get bone. I love. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're real expensive. Um, wood. There's a lot of good wood. There's yeah. a lot of people that really. When I first saw this and started seeing the super awesome customized, it wasn't metal. Wasn't the special material. It was actually very fancy woods, mm-hmm. like very exotic woods. Woods you'd have to literally import and then carve it and get carved. But they were super rich and they looked really cool. Yeah. Um, and like, and I know at least like some of the places, like particularly the ones that use the metal dice and whatnot, they do like CNC machine. Yes. Like creating them. Um, I have one super fancy big uh, metal D20 mm-hmm. uh, that I actually won uh, watching the C-Team stream. Oh, cool. Uh, that it was, a, it was, it's just a big ass D20. I don't really, it doesn't, it's too big to roll. It's yeah. a good paperweight. Yeah, it's a good paperweight. Uh, Mine are a good size because it's a normal size metal set, mm-hmm. but I love the weight of them. Like, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. They're metal. I'm not gonna roll them on straight on wood. Oh no, of it's course not. Super loud, and I don't want to hurt the wood, and I particularly don't want to hurt the dice. Uh, so I have another accoutrement, which is a r- rolling mat, like one right there. Yeah, Scott. If anyone, well, uh, Matthew, podcasting is an audio medium. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm, I'm describing. I it's just, it's a, for anyone. I'm sure everyone's seen it. It's kind of a piece of board with some snaps that you can snap up into a little tray. Yep. And they're self-contained. They, they come in lots of different forms. I mean, I've only started seeing them commonly used recently, but they're well, really nice. Back back in the day when uh, I played uh, Never After with you guys, we used box tops. We just had straight mm-hmm. boxes, Those- cardboard boxes like you get for any card game because they were nice. They were fairly durable. And, and we still use those. What? They, yeah. Many of them have fallen to pieces. And, um, uh, I mean, I have a wooden box that you would normally put tarot cards in, but it's got a little bit of felt in there. And I use that as my dice box slash dice roller for a long time. I would time. steal it. I would steal it from you during Aeon all the time. Yes, you would. <laughs> and you would look at me like I shot your mother. <laughs> um, Please don't shoot my mother. Level, my mother. level Up just released the uh, Vampire 5th Edition Ooh, dice. Yeah. Oh, my deepest. Uh, that was called Double Up? Level up, dice. level up. I actually Level bought the Requiem set back really? when, it, when Requiem came out. The the pretty red and black ones. Ooh, those are I, nice. I, I I think I have one or two werewolf and old school vampire. The emerald mm-hmm. vampires. These are plastic. Yeah, those are plastic dice. But those are the classic like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, vampire there dice. there was a time when I bought a bunch of the official white wolf mm-hmm. uh, dice, especially like the Aeon and the Aberrant ones. The love the level up dice are really slick because now they have the custom clan ones. Yeah. So. All the tin sided one, tin side well, part is just the symbol. Gotta mm-hmm. get my Ravnos one. I don't think they have Ravnos yet. They Not ju- yet. It's, it's just the um, the f- main five or six. The, the, the main seven clans and the Duskborn are the ones that are out. Yeah, the thin- when, when the player's guide comes out and we get rules for all 13 clans, I'm pretty sure uh, we'll get that. Uh, I mean, the thin blood, the, he said the Duskborn, the thin bloods have one too now. They refer to themselves as thin bloods. Mr. Malice, <laughs> that is the socially appropriate term for them. You call them uh, Duskborn. Yeah, Duskborn is the is what they is, call themselves. Oh, they, they, they call themselves the Duskborn? Yeah. Interesting. Well, I, they, I like the, it. The Camarilla refers to them as Thin Blood. It's, it's, what yeah, does they can, consider they, them? I'm sure they do. Uh, <laughs> Sabat consider them food. Oh, that's fair. That, that's appropriate. Oh, so there, uh, that actually kind of reminds me of an old joke from uh, back in the, the days of Fractured when uh, so I was having a conversation with someone about who is initiated 
into the fruits of the fallen. Oh boy. It's like, we prefer to call ourselves warlocks and, <laughs> and we're like, most mortals do. <laughs> <laughs> Yet from, that was really funny because from the, uh, uh, four monarchies, warlock was a very specific term. Yep. And so if anyone called themselves a warlock, we were like, mm. oh, we're, we're looking real steely at you, man. You better get that, that will ready. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was chaotic evil versus lawful evil. Yes. Like it, the, the, Chocolate and peanut butter didn't go well. There's only, there's only so much, you know, la- cackling on a mountaintop while lightning cracks behind you that you can do in a day. You know, you just as long as you look right on a van. Uh, um, <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, no. So those level up dice are pretty sweet. They're fifteen bucks a pop. That's not bad. Per, but you per, need like ten per die. Per die, yeah. Oh, oh wow! No. Now you got to save up. Like that's what one of those made out of aluminum. Oh, okay. oh they'll be very durable okay. and, and resistant. They won't break down easily. Yeah. Good. And they're very but they're very pretty and they're they're very distinctive. Don't step on one. Don't step on one, no. Mm. That's I one of those s- ones where like Deforce, don't step on them. Yeah. You you slowly build that dice pull up. Yeah. Were, yeah, I just went I went I just went up a little bit in one of my disciplines. Let's mm-hmm. get another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The uh yeah. Um there's also dice are a big thing. They're as Scott said, as we just all reacted, they can get kind of expensive, mm-hmm. especially the super fancy ones, because there's entire sets that go for 120 bucks. Yeah. The, and you're looking at just the standard D20, D12, D8, D6, D4. I, I'm I'm not a fancy man. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have my preferences for general shape of mm-hmm. each of the dice. Like for D20s, I actually, you know, there's a the big blocky sharp sided ones mm-hmm. where you can get the small, more small, thin, but smoother. I always prefer the smoother one. Mm-hmm. Although opposite on D10s, not sure why. Uh, they sit better when they, they do land, sit better they and land, you can they land and harder. you can stack them nicer yep because the age-old uh pastime of waiting for your turn in combat is to slowly stack for, for d6 based systems i do lots of like fun little like pyramids like slidey puzzles and, uh, <laughs> oh, minecraft yeah and, I, and unfortunately you'll have the situation where you like you squeeze too hard oh, no. and you fire one directly <laughs> across the table during or something and then and and then you everyone know, looks at you Stink eye. Um, we can't have nice things, you know. Yeah, there are other, there are other things too. There are, as we said, dice boxes. Um, I there, there's wide variety. People have tin cans. Mm-hmm. Some people have jars. Uh, I've and, actually made some very nice, very cheap. If you go to IKEA, you can buy some uh, basically like basically think Russian doll stacking boxes. But if you get a few hinges and you're willing to do a little bit of uh, uh, drill work, you can make them into lockable boxes for your dice. Murphy makes leather crafted ones. On, I mean, she doesn't usually do that per, you know, unless it re- like requested her for a gift. That said, I have, I, I do take a stance that if you have a dice container that makes noise on purpose, when it, when dice are put in it, you're a monster. <laughs> well, that's why a lot of people do dice bags. Yeah. That, uh, ye olde dice bag. Yeah, the, the crown Royal is uh, still alive and strong. The classic day for us older gamers. So the idea was everyone occasionally you would see a crown Royal bag uh, because we were teenagers and we thought that was the coolest thing in the world because it was, it was alcohol. There was booze in there. Yeah. I, well, I drank that. No, yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. Was, it was my older, older brother. That was that was the joke. Is yes! did you earn the Crown Royal bag? Uh-huh. Did you drink all the entire bottle of Crown Royal? Crown back? Royal ain't cheap, motherfucker. No, no, that's the, it. Also, that doesn't taste great, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I uh, I remember my go-to for a long time. I actually had a chainmail dice bag. Yeah, uh, I got I got it off of like Etsy or eBay or something. I like have that. the same dice bag that I have had since I was fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. Still holding up. 
No. <laughs> it, gave up, it gave up not too terribly long ago, Aww. but it, it cracked and fell apart. I'll pour one out for the dice bag. Da, but da, the, da. I, that, that orange die that I roll very, very commonly at Dungeons & Dragons, though, yeah, yeah. I've had that die since I was 13 years old. That, it named Juice. Juice. <laughs> sometimes Juice betrays me. <laughs> but sometimes it loves you. Because I remember that one night. Juice, Juice was on fire that yeah, night. Yeah, where I rolled hot. more, more like than... Five, d- five 20s. Yeah, uh, natural 20s. more than half crits in one night. <laughs> goo, goo. Um, so we got dice bags, we got dice dice towers. As we said, don't get don't get the plastic ones. The cheap plastic ones, yes, they're affordable. They're loud and annoying. Get ones with nice like felt or leather interior. Yeah, I've literally never seen one up close. Really? Dice tower? They're fun. The, they're... the wooden ones are super nice because a lot of the ones are uh, they're nice warm wood. They have the felt on the inside, and the 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 actual uh, the sort of the holder at the bottom the, is also felt. Do so they make nice it easier white. to read the dice? No, no it's they, it's to randomize uh, the dice rolling, like a pachinko machine. Yeah. Yes, it ex- it exists to completely divest yourself of the result of the dice. There's no way of rolling the dice and rolling it in a way to, to always get a certain re- try to try to fudge the result. What are you fucking dead shot? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> if well, you th- dude, if you think I am capable <laughs> of doing that, I have a br- let, let me sell you on some of my other skills. Um, <laughs> reverse that. If you are capable of doing that, what are you doing playing a game and why are you not in Vegas? Yeah, yeah, why, if I could control the outcome with my hands, yeah, we have a bigger thing that we need to be discussing. Don't worry about me cheating at Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it just sounds like someone wanted some some fancy bullshit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's fancy bullshit. It's, fan- it's fancy. Um, it's it's a accoutrement. People mm-hmm. can enjoy what they oh, that, like. Uh, going fine. going back briefly to uh, dice containers. Yep. Um, I got uh, what's known as a dice sheath uh, for my vampire. Oh dice. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to talk um, about that, but thank you for bringing that up. Uh, so it's basically like this uh, rectangular wooden box that's held together with magnets. Little tiny magnets. Little tiny magnets, and it's got the vampire onk on top. It's made of nice wood. Yep. Uh, and it just holds my vampire uh, fifth edition dice, and it's just yeah, they're they're nice. sort of they're they're it's felt in generally mm-hmm. these are felt inside, and they are got custom divots mm-hmm. uh, to put the dice in, so that all the dice there's no rattling of the dice when you close it. It just sits there. The they one just, I have doesn't have that. One, oh, one, of, one of my the one I have is fancy. just it's just a box. Oh, um, but yeah. Those do exist. They do exist. I'm aware. Uh, the, There's also magnetic ones too, which hold if the metal the dice are metal, yeah. they'll hold the dice in that position, wherever they are. Something that I've been uh, more running, running, dealing with more recently, uh, as I'm setting up my space and doing camera angles and whatnot, uh, is DM screens. Yes. Um, so I've been I've been tinkering around with the the right way to put right uh, levels to have the GM yeah. screen so that like uh, the proportion of me to screen. So you're not completely covered by it, but you yeah. can still see the screen. So you're like, yeah. I'm a legit GM. Yeah. Look at me. Well, I mean, okay. So I've been I've actually I actually have run two short sessions sessions of Vampire yeah. since since like we got that room set up. Uh, there were side sessions for basically patron content. Mm-hmm. Um. And I I have the the setup with my my screen. Uh, I was like I had the the fifth edition screen that I have up, uh, and then I was just sort of looking through my um, when I was looking for it. I found my uh, my revised 
uh, black leather with silver, uh, yeah. uh, the silver um, sect symbols on the front. I'm like, oh no, I'm just putting that up and then putting the, the fifth edition one behind <laughs> it because that's I like the fifth edition screen. It's it's very much fifth edition art style, but that black leather with the silver. Oh, sometimes you can't uh, elegance, uh, simplicity, and elegance mm-hmm. as it were, or elegance and simplicity. Um, that's it. Actually, brings me great topic because there's a lot of people who do this now. Is they make custom GM screens. So what mm-hmm. they do is they create the, the the basic framework, and then you can print off and or have people print and send you a customized uh, sheet so that you can make give the information that you want mm-hmm. on the screen on either to show the PCs on the outside or on the inside for your references, so that people and, and because of Printing technology, shipping technology, and just graphic technology, you can have what you want for the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is part of what I want to get into. Uh, we've already talked about a lot of stuff is just customizing the table to make it as efficient and clean and nice for you and your table as possible. Because another cool thing for like Dungeons and Dragons that a lot of people do is, and I made this for Dungeons and the Mad Mage, is the little, uh, the little um, initiative trackers initiative trackers but they're little cards that you put over the gm screen that say that have your face mm-hmm. and on the back of them they have the gm can see like your ac some of your saves and then the front side you have your picture of you general description and he places them in order of initiative so that you know exactly when everyone knows when the next person's going and can kind of just go through that entire motion very effectively and easily we've also moved over to using roll 20 for maps yeah. yes well, that's another thing I was going to talk about is yeah. the idea of, of screens, yeah. of having a having a screen. Because I actually, when I, when I ran my Exalted campaign, uh, for a lot of the sessions, I would have um, my big screen television and have like the map of creation or like specific images that I want up on the screen, mm-hmm. uh, just sort of to have a have a, a visual thing but with roll 20 and, and like fantasy grounds that can be your your gm map like that Absolutely. can be your, your it's so if you're made, doing something dungeon crawly it's made dungeon of the mad mage a it, lot more. oh yeah it's a quality so, of life yeah there, there's a quality of life thing now this is definitely accoutrement at the table because we are for dungeon of the mad mage specifically we are at the table playing but we're using a big screen uh, a big flat screen to show the maps which i could buy the individual maps for mad mage and we had our gm andrew go through and cover things up without revealing any of the secret stuff to Mm -hmm. us so that we, because before then we were like trying to hand draw his description of the map. And we're like, Murphy was doing a pretty good job of it, but it was, it was getting to the point where she actually was taking, she had like a roll of tape Mm -hmm. and a stack of white and graph paper. And she had made a folding. Oh no. Like it would origami itself out. And the problem is Sheik is the only one who can see it. I can't see it. And I'm like, where are we? What are we doing? Yeah, no, that that technology is like, that's a step up. Like, mm-hmm. that's a step up in being able to really get a complex dungeon crawl-like scenario. Yeah. Also, um, Andrew's real cool and be like, hey, we go there. And it's like, he's like, you do. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't he doesn't screw around with us and in for we and he did not give us any him and haw like we want to use roll 20 i think it will be more efficient because that was my only gripe is dungeon of mad mage didn't have you could buy physical maps for each right. of the layers but they all had the secret stuff on them there wasn't yeah, like no. the blank map that didn't have any of the secret stuff so that the pcs could use it to help guide so we had to come up with a fix which was Roll 20. Well, I got enamored of that stuff when we played um, in the Vicious Mockery 
Mm-hmm. Uh, game like that. The you know, my fantasy... mom listened to that. She did, did she? <laughs> yeah, she was talking to me about it. And for some reason, I was under the impression that we had recorded Ten Candles for some reason. <laughs> you know, remember that really good Ten Candles game we played? Yeah, 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 but yeah, we yeah. didn't record that one. But we didn't record it. Wish we had. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty it was good. Really good. We, we won. We quote unquote. Well, we won. quote unquote won. <laughs> we had to kill ourselves or allow a giant <laughs> was, crab was, monster to kill us. Yeah, you know it's a uh, thing. But yeah, my mom's like, yeah, I was listening to the thing that you posted. I'm like, what? You talking? Like yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty crass. Like you guys get pretty gross. And like yeah, because she listened to it in the parts that it came out. Oh no, she leaves the whole thing. It's like yeah, I'm sorry about the cat guy. Don't worry about him. We take care of him real quick. (laughs) We take care of him pretty quick. (laughs) But yeah, so other accoutrement at the table because if you if if you're getting the trend of what we're talking about, it's not just thing. It's things you need, but it's also quality of life, improving Mm -hmm. everything at the table, making it more interesting and easy for you. And some, what- some games require it. I mean, some games have alternative dice sets. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, certain games have cards yeah. that yeah. come with it. Um, Spell cards, super uh, useful. Torg, Torg Eternity is that you could roll all of the drama cards and stuff like that. They have charts for that, but really they sell separately for a decent price, not super expensive, but not cheap either. Cards that are like, okay, everyone gets X number of cards. That's part of your tactics of combat in the drama system. Uh, Never After has three has a deck of cards that, depending on the severity of the situation or the severity of the of the of the session, you get dealt one, two, or three. Mm. Um, they are red, purple, and blue, or red, red, blue, purple in order of sev- mm-hmm. severity. Each one, when you play them, you get like. Something worth one experience, something worth two experience, and something worth three experience. Red ones are usually pretty innocuous, some, and it's up to the G. And all of them are a situation, mm-hmm. but it's up to the G, like the GM, to sort of like adjudicate how that fits into the situation, whatever is about to happen. It's to bring chaos into the setting, so that you it can, sure does. You, so you can just keep you keep the improv going. There's a couple of them. There are a couple of them. Like when you see the purple come down, it's like. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> and then, of course, because once one person does it, because we're all fucked anyway, it's like we just want to double down on that. Well, shit. it's like, well, fuck it. You played what rough beast? I'm going to play thread threads of the skin, and this motherfucker has all I can stand. We're just going to die, and it's fine. We're going to argue. We're going to argue. It was worth it. We're going to argue while we get lost and a monster eats us. It's great. Yay. Um, yeah. So, so let me think about what are some other cool things that we know? We, there's Dice this, rolling apps yes, are a thing. That's uh, a, the phones are everywhere. Phones um, are everywhere. Yeah. The, uh, the Fantasy Flight Star Wars game actually had an application. I think, I don't know if it was probably not free though. It was like a, a cheap app, but it, it has, because Fantasy Flight Star Wars had like their very specific mm-hmm dice that they used mm-hmm. like they they had the symbols and yeah yeah they had alternative pools and stuff that sort yeah. of success and failure and triumph and whatever and it had a dice roller to for that specific type of dice which was pretty neat uh also in general uh, like for aeon what we did was we were trying to track momentum and we mm-hmm. didn't want to write it down we used poker chips yep very simple, very simple solution to a problem of everyone could see the poker chips in the middle of the table going, we know exactly how much X we have. In the last battle, guys, I'm going to tell you, I got a little silly. Well, uh, yeah, it's because I gave you a thing that that, that, uh, generates that generated it. momentum pretty easy because I knew I was gonna, I was throwing you up against a fucking turret level threat. So, And we were hoss. We were, we were very really, hoss. really powerful. In hindsight, I'm like, wow. It goes... Interestingly, because I won't reveal anything further. Than no, that. no, yeah. you, sh- you should definitely listen. One dollar, one dollar a month, you get it. Only a dollar a month. It's great. Entertainment is crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> things are crazy. It's um, 
spell cards we talked about earlier too. Dungeons Dragons does this a lot, especially with fifth edition. They really came out with the idea of let's add more things that people can do, make their lives easier. Spell cards being there's a lot of spells in Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. So they basically put most of the text on cards and they divided them up to where you could buy certain types like all the warlock spells or all the mage spell, wizard spells, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So that you could, instead of having to look in the book all the time, you could just have, you read the card. Uh, back in exalted days, uh, there were moat counters. Yes, little, little tiny glass beads yep. to keep track of your moat pool because how that much was... am I going to ante up on this uh -huh. action today? Oh, oh god, that's I don't know about you motherfucker. Yeah, I know. I, my my character sheet was Google Sheets, yeah. and and it had many tabs on. It. Uh, well, also the ye old Kutrama uh, is just we said a lot in Aeon cheat sheets. Yep. Cheat sheets for PCs is just, hey, you got to remember your mechanics, especially if you're doing with a more complex system that's which not they, easily to keep in your head. Which, except for like D&D, &D, basically every uh, every game that has come out that isn't a Dungeons & Dragons-like system has actually been relatively complicated as of right. late. Right. Oh, well, they, they, they did such a great job of like the basics of most things you do in Dungeons & Dragons are pretty easy to memorize. <laughs> the only thing you really need to know is maybe specific class abilities and spells. Like, those are the things. But they all, like, filter down to do this thing. Like, roll, roll a, this one die. Roll a die, add this number to it, move this way, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, D&D is the bread and butter. It's the... Yeah. It's oh, it's the, great. It's great. Uh, oh, yeah. Pathfinder. I'm, um, something I want to do for DragonCon is I'm going to see if I can sneak into a game of second edition Pathfinder so I can mm. see how that goes because supposedly I heard very interesting I heard the resolution mechanics rubber band guns I don't know what <laughs> I'm just making stuff up. I don't know man <laughs> rubber band gun mechanics uh, oh yeah that reminds me random because uh, so you remember chaos orb from magic you know the ball that was like drooling pubing molten like lava out of it you guys remember chaos I don't, orb? I don't play magic the gathering all. yeah so yeah magic gathering I haven't played Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay, uh, so much. Chaos Orb used to be the original. Original Chaos Orb was you flipped it. Oh, oh, it's, it, it's the unglued. If it landed on a card. It destroyed the card. It was the unglued thing. No, no, that was the original. Chaos oh, that's Orb. the original. It, that's the like unglued, Alpha, right? The the what? That was the Alpha. That was the original Chaos Orb. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas the unglued version, which was the parody version of Magic Gathering that they released, was rip this card out of and confetti it and throw it out. Chaos confetti. Yeah, chaos and it, confetti. And anything it touches, any permanent it touches gets destroyed. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I have played a fair bit of Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I love that glued so much. But I don't anymore because all the reasons one wouldn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's expensive. It's expensive. I have no one I would want to play with. Um, uh, one other thing, Kuchma, and this goes back ye old Dungeons and Dragons minis. Oh, the miniatures. I remember in 4th edition when they tried to turn D&D into a minis game. Oh, man, the clicks phase of like that 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 decade where clicks were a thing. Oh, yeah. my I have one significant interaction with Hero Clicks. Uh, it was when I went to Origins, and that was the year that they released the Cthulhu Hero Clicks, yeah. which I'm going to talk I mean, like, this thing was half the height of a man. Yep. Uh, it was huge and beautiful. I'm all like... I kind of want it. Uh, I think it I think does it have a foot pedal on it, it where does. you could step on it and turn it? Yes. You would basically. With Galactus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Marvel did their hero. Because Marvel Hero Clicks is still a thing. I think the Galactus model was. Get the Allen wrench. Yeah. 
basically. But yeah, no, like they had like the base, the big, huge ass base that you could turn, and it was it had stats. It had lots of stats because it was Cthulhu. How does one this. fight a Cthulhu? Uh, very difficultly. Oh man, well, the, oh, one's I, all you that need. makes me wonder if you could do Cthulhu versus Galactus. Yeah, you could have. Yeah. <laughs> Cthulhu would probably win because I think Cthulhu was a much higher point mm. creature, even though Galactus is ridiculous. Well, Galactus have his heralds. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let me think. I'm trying to think. Uh, minis, minis are always good. Uh, what's really cool about now? Because I talked to our D and D group about this a while back before we went to Roll Twenty, which is we were going to get 3D printed models. They are really cool looking. I will say that the one, I forget which one we were looking yeah. at, but I made one on there, and it is actually you can get away with pre- you can make pretty much anything, almost yeah. anything. Like there's a lot of customization. Well, with um, like the the Hero Forge, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what it basically does is they you can customize a lot of the model, and if you want for ten bucks, they'll just you can just download the three D printer, basically blueprint. So that you can print it out yourself and if you want. We, or, know, we do know people. And we, we do. do we, one of our patrons, in fact, has told me that she is getting a super fucking sweet 3D printer. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. that, re- that reminds me of the Penny Arcade uh, script a while back. Uh, back when, like... 3D printing first became a thing, yeah. and like one of the services was, we'll print your World of Warcraft character. I remember that. And the other guy, and one of the guys, Taika, was like, "Hey, I got this for you, so you can print out your guide." Like, this is a fucking curse because I have to go back and start playing that game to get all the epic gear because I'm not just gonna, I'm not gonna print out this. And it showed his like kludge together like five different set thing that he was, that he was currently running on. <laughs> Ah, uh, that's funny. That's it, was, awesome. it was just like just ridiculous. Yeah, because that was before like they did the whole transmog thing in WoW, where mm. you were like, "Oh yeah, you can unlock a set and transmog uh, all your gear to yeah. look like another set." They do that in uh, in Diablo three. Also, you can transmog yeah. all your stuff yep. to look like other. So stuff. like if you if you have a look that you really yeah. like, if you, you wanted a specific look, the... you could totally get it, but your stats of the thing wouldn't change. All it costs you is gold, which is basically yeah, meaningless. It's nothing. Yep. Yeah, Mo- monsters puke that out. Fun factoids. At Dragon Con, there are people who do the full body scans of people in costume yeah. and do 3D printed models of people in their costumes. That's yeah, they did that sweet. in Momoka. I, I have done a, I have seen one of, uh, one of the cosplayers that I know ha- had a couple done. That's sweet as hell. It was super cool. Yeah, they, they're, yeah, there's a couple. Technology. Yeah. It's crazy. So these are all kind of like things to expand and there's and there's the sky's the limit because if you have an issue oh another cool accoutrement slash technique that somebody online for one of black crusade game i was a part of he had he used a rule that somebody made called the infinite dungeon and it was literally a deck of cards he didn't have to write out what the dungeon looked like the cards dictate what happened next if you would like take a turn where monsters would be would you get an encounter would you not get an encounter and stuff like that and you could shuffle the deck you could customize the deck and be it digital or physical, you could do that for the table to make an encounter without having to go through the pain text of, I've got to draw a lot of map and I've got to do all this like weird stuff to make it interesting and fun. Chaos. I kind think of Mad decided. Mage has a deck of secrets or mm-hmm. something. Mad Mage has like associated card decks that I think it does that you can actually get in, in the physical if you want for the for the game where you can. Well, have to talk to Andrew about that. And well, I guess you know, we ever get to that point. Well, there's a like that list of secrets in the back, but I think it's pullable. Like you can actually get a deck that are you anyway. There's a cat distraction. There's a cat, there's cat, a cat. distraction. Welcome to the cat. If you listen to glitter dice, this happens all the time. Yep. Uh he's hungry, that's why he's here. 
there's always the classic uh, deck of many things from Dungeons and Dragons, uh, which is the making day. the physical representation of the deck of many things so your PCs can agonize it while it sits in front of them. Bad old days. Hey, run out of ideas? things. It's fun, not really. Yeah, I like Linda's uh, Linda's concept about a uh, you have to do a card capture. The yeah. deck of many things been, is scattered over the world. We've been working on it slowly, but surely we've been slowly working on that. I think, so hopefully one, one day she'll release that as a, on the DM's Guild. Oh, that's that. I sweet. do like it yeah. as a, I do like it as a game that has a very finite ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one singular adventure that you you have to deal with. Like you can plop it into an ongoing adventure, yes. or just run it, run it as a thing. Run it as one little adventure. Yep, that's that's the idea. Oh, I look forward to that. That will be that'll be that'll yeah, be fun. I I, I I want her to before she officially writes all of it up. I want her to run it. Yeah. So that way she can really get the idea of what a PCs will do in any given situation. Uh, Maybe we can do a polyhedron players playtest for, for the first time. For the first one. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, it's on the docket. All right, man. All right, man. We can do ten thousand. Well, I don't know. Maybe we can do it for simulacra. We could do that too because we have a that's, visual representation now. We do. We that's do also that fine. I will. I will. I will do gladly help. All right. Uh, is there anything more you guys would like to say that, about the accoutrement at the table? Well, also, can a cat be accoutrement at the table? Because uh, one is yes. right now. Funny story. Uh, so back when we were running Exalted uh, back at my house, uh, and we we would have like the battle mat out. Uh, every now and then, a cat would come up onto the screen, and it would be. We were like, "Oh, it's a kitty behemoth!" It just knocked the dice around. It, that it were... doesn't actually affect anything, <laughs> but it is in fact running through the <laughs> battlefield. <laughs> ah! Yep, because Peta was an asshole. She, she is still an asshole. So still an asshole. Uh, yeah, and so Kuchibo there for to have fun and to give you sort of a physicality. Uh, just be respectful. Of it like we opened this entire episode with was is don't. Roll your loud-ass dice in your plastic dice tower, please. Uh, when it becomes a distraction to the play, then that it's less of an accoutrement and more of an annoying shit thing. Yeah, so don't do that. Um, yes, things can get expensive. Save up some money if you really like the thing. Get it there. Or, or pay your bills. Pay your bills, yeah. No, pay your bills. Um, so, I think uh, everyone, come to Dragon Con, everyone. Oh, yeah, it'll be Dragon a fun Con. time. Yeah, it'll be a great time. But until then... Well, next to oh, the next episode will just be uh, be the live recording of DragonCon, so that's what the next episode will be. But you'll get Patreon content just like usual. So, from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some artisanal dice. Yeah, artisanal. Di- <laughs> Hello, everyone. Just wanted to let you all know, if you want to email us, you can at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to get in contact with us via Twitter, you can contact us at polyhedroncast. And if you want to contact me, I am at bioimportance. If you want to get in contact with me directly, I'm at divismallcav. And I'm a hermit, so just email the show, please. Also, in addition, if you really like the show and you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash polyhedron. Give us a buck a month. You get a lot more content, and it'll really help us out. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone.